Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall, for another one of the Friends of the F-Tag series. Today with us, we have Tom Clayton joining us. Uh, big, big Denver Broncos fan, but also sports reporter, newsreader and journalist for TalkSport, Times Radio, Virgin Radio UK. And a man that I met only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, it feels like only last week, but it was a couple of weeks ago now when we were both queuing up to see Russell Wilson at the New Era shop in uh, Carnaby Street. We got chatting there, and then obviously you got to meet Tom, your quarterback, your your ninth pick in the ninth pick in the draft, as you said, uh, just before we came on air just now. Um, so real experience meeting Russell Wilson, wasn't it? But it was a good turnout. Yeah, it was surprising um, considering how little actual you know publicity there was for the whole event. I, I was really surprised with how many people show up, but it was great to see. I think we were quite near the front of the queue, fortunately. Mm. Um, and I remember sort of standing there looking down the whole of Carnaby Street thinking, I'm glad we're at the front of the queue because <laughs> um, considering there's only like an hour and a half window, I think the people at the back might have been disappointed. But that no, was a great experience. Great to meet Russ. Um, I did casually say to him, you know, if he wins as a Super Bowl, we will forgive him for Super Bowl 48. But, you know, that's well, we'll, we'll see how he goes. I'm not sure if. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how he responded to that, but he was just like, OK, fine. Yeah, whatever. Then selfie and then out the door. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like with these things, it is a bit of a merry-go-round, isn't it? It's a bit of getting showing the show pony off and then getting through people's much again. But he was very nice. He said he was very nice to me, very quick in and out sort of picture. Uh, it, but yeah, it was a really, really great experience to meet so a, a quarterback that we're going to see later on this year at Wembley, which we'll talk about uh, as well. But really, I suppose I, I pick a lot of these off with the draft usually because of all the draft picks. I mean, I know you guys pick players, but obviously a lot of your draft picks went to that Russell Wilson trade, as well as a lot of players as well. I mean, Drew Locke, no offense, Shelby Harris, first round of this year, next year, second round of this year, next year, and a fifth as well. You guys got back a fourth, but sort of an irrelevant pick when you've got Russell Wilson. We don't think about that fourth round pick, of course. Um, how much of a coup was it for you, Tom, when you woke up seeing that trade, believing that was happening? Because there was rumblings that he could move, but did you ever feasibly think it would be to Denver? Um, I think there was always a suggestion. I think everyone going into this offseason was thinking Aaron Rodgers is the guy. Mm -hmm. uh, we were expecting you know, Aaron Rodgers to move. And then it was on that day where he said, I'm committed to Green Bay. And we were all devastated for about half an hour. And then the Broncos announced that they were trading for Russell Wilson. So <laughs> sort of right down to right up again, thinking, well, hang on a second. We've got a quarterback who arguably could be just as good as Aaron Rodgers, which I know is controversial to say, but um, there's that. He's also five years younger than than Aaron Rodgers, which is massive. Um, so he has potentially an extra, you know, three, four, five years in the league compared to where Rodgers would be. I know we gave up an awful lot, um, and I think that some people say we gave up too much, but ultimately the thing that we've, you know, we've been the team who is a quarterback away for about three seasons, mm -hmm. and I don't mind giving up, you know, draft picks for players who aren't guaranteed to be great players. Um, Drew Locke, who's a quarterback who had a lot of potential, but he ne it never works out for him. The The biggest thing that I'm missing from the trade is actually Shelby Harris, because he was mm -hmm. such a good defensive lineman. Mm -hmm. we, we always joke he best hands in the league because he batted so many passes down. Um, yeah, I, I was a bit gutted to see him go, but we've actually strengthened in that department as well. So all in all, I think actually it's worked out really well. Um, I mean, we can't work out much. You know, we can't do much better because we just traded for mm. Russell Wilson. So ultimately, we become a team that, you know, has gone from being seven wins at maximum to potentially fighting for, you know, you would hope division titles and hopefully deep into the playoffs. Do you think that 
because Denver's an interesting situation because obviously you guys you brought in Peyton Manning back when it felt like Manning was getting towards the end of the career and they had some really great years with him and then it's just been this merry-go-round of drafting quarterbacks bringing in an older guy here and there Joe Flacco didn't really work out so he started drafting more that wasn't working out he then turned to Teddy Bridgewater it, 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 he's, he's serviceable for you at least and then you do this mega blockbuster trade for Russell Wilson Andrew uh, who's on the podcast usually he always believed that Denver would go the route of an older quarterback because they had so much success with that with getting Peyton in do you think that that was going to be their plan this offseason they weren't looking at this draft at all it was always to try and target one of the big name quarterbacks I think if you look at when our new GM, George Payton, came in, as far back as last offseason, I think the view was he looked around at what quarterbacks were going to be available over the coming years because he's a guy who is very experienced. You know, he built the Minnesota Vikings into a into a you know relevant team essentially. I'm you know not certainly not a championship winning team, but a relevant team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very adamant and I, I remember when last year in the draft actually when we had the ninth pick in the first round in the 21 draft and we were all we got to the stage where we were on the clock and we thought hang on we're getting justin fields here and it was like wow this is so amazing and then he <laughs> took pat sertan and we thought what what why is he taking pat sertan but then 12 months down the line with pat sertan arguably in my opinion the best cornerback under the age of 25 in the league um and justin fields not doing great and then Russell Wilson on the squad, actually, I think it makes so much sense. Um, obviously, you can only think in the moment. You know, we didn't think at that time we were going to get Russell Wilson. Um, but I think there has been a plan in place. And the plan was to stick with Vic Fangio for last year to see how it went. We had Teddy, who was a bit more experienced. And I think Peyton comes into it with a good idea that, you know, experience is key in this league. You look at the Rams, for example. You know, draft picks aren't important for them. They haven't had a first-round draft pick since they took Jared Goff, which I think tells you exactly why they've not <laughs> had a first-round pick since then. But you know, they they brought in, they've just spent the players, spent the cap room, they've spent the draft picks to bring in the players, and they've just won a Super Bowl. So, I honestly, I think it makes perfect sense. I think I don't mind this. I mean, would I like Russell Wilson to be three or four years younger? Yes. Would I like to pay some Manning to have been two or three years younger when he came? Yes. But you can't account for these things and. You know, some players, you know, Tom Brady is proving that you can stay healthy, you can stay relevant right the way through your career into your 40s. And Russell Wilson's the kind of guy he looks after himself very well. Um, he's someone who could have a very long career in Denver. He could be here for another 10 years. Well, that's what I think is different with Russ with a lot of players like Aaron, for example, if you born Aaron in. You can't guarantee Aaron's going to be there for three years let alone five years or even longer like with Russell Wilson. I think getting Russ, what was different about the quarterbacks that we have this year going to different teams, is that longevity, is that he does look after himself. He is a leader. He is really driven. I mean, when we when we met him, we were both like, wow, I did not really realise how big he actually is. Yeah. Like, he's a stocky. He obviously keeps himself in magnificent shape. Saw so the photos on Instagram, him in Monaco working out, and he's doing lots of workouts at the minute on Insta, and he just looks fantastic. And it's 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 going to be a really great story for him being in Denver because you're right you've just been a quarterback away and and has that been frustrating as a Denver fan because when we look at your team as a whole your roster it's been one that people have really got behind the last few years and Denver seems to be a team for outside of the AFC West Division rivals obviously who don't want you guys to do anything good everyone seems to have a bit of a Denver should be good this year mentality every year they go in yeah. when you look at your defensive unit your defensive unit it's always just been that question mark 
about the quarterback. Is it a little bit now with Russell Wilson coming in, but like, oh, finally we, we can get onto the track of what we're meant to have been on this whole time because our roster's just been so complete, but you've always been a quarterback away. I think so, yeah. I think, to be fair, last year proved that it wasn't just a quarterback as well. I think mm. we, we, we got about six games into the season having Pat Shermer as our head coach, who... Brilliant work on the defense, but we had virtually no offense. And we had, mm. um, you know, Pat Shermer's ROC, which was like, okay, great. If, if he got fired from the New York Giants for being bad, why do you bring him in as an offensive coordinator? <laughs> but but anyway, I mean, we kind of developed, we kind of showed that, you know, there's been flashes right the way through. And this is why Drew Locke stuck around for so long, because he showed in flashes in his rookie season, in his second season, that he could do something. Um, you know, his link with Cortland Sutton was incredible. I think people really underrate some of our receivers and really underrate our offense as a whole. The problem is we've just had the wrong person throwing the ball at mm. times, um, which, you know, tells you all you need, all you need to know. Um, but I think also the combination of Wilson coming in and also with, you know, new coaching staff is is massive. I don't think we can underplay how important and how big the role the new coaching, coaching team will have. You know, Nathaniel Hackett works with Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay and, you know, produce some of the best years of his career. If he can't do something similar with Russell Wilson, then there will be something wrong. But, you know, I just think this team has been so close for so long. And everyone says, yeah, yeah quarterback away. I think there's more to it than that. I think there are more positions where we could be stronger. But ultimately, I think actually we're in a good position. I think this is the year we finally, because every of all of the last previous seasons, we've not had more than three in division wins. I think mm. this year we could. We, we could easily win all six or we could lose all six, but we'll be competitive mm. in all six games. It's a really open division. When I was writing them down, I was thinking, you know, the Chiefs are raised the Chargers. That is, they're 50-50 games, all of them. They're, they're three, four very, very good teams all, all in all in that bracket there. And it was interesting you saying about that you think that it is a little, the offensive unit's underrated around the league. Because when you look at Colton Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams, Melvin, Melvin Gordon seen as not great on this offense even though every time i've watched him for the denver because he's been he's been really really good and do you, do you, do you said that is something you agree with but around the league that you think this is underrated because for me i i don't think it's underrated i in my opinion i think it's one of the most stacked offenses in the league um if you look at every single position and also um albert o on there as well i'm not even going to try and pronounce his surname we'll just call him albert obviously Lou's no fan but he's still a very good tight end so your opinion is they are underrated I think they're underrated because they have been in a position without a quarterback, without someone to throw the ball. We saw a flash of it last year when we went to the Cowboys and absolutely smoked them and put 30 points past them without them even flinching. It took them to get two touchdowns in garbage time to even make the score look slightly respectable. And that was what we could do. You know, that was Javante Williams, arguably one of his breakout games. That was a huge game for Tim Patrick, who, again, un you know, an undrafted free agent who was, you know, knew, no one knew who he was. He went to the Ravens and he got cut and then he came to the Broncos, worked his way from the practice squad. And he's just this brilliant talent. And him as a one, one, two, three, arguably four punch with the rest of our wide receiver room is a scary prospect because we don't just have speed and we don't just have versatility and, you know, uh, el elusiveness in the, in the team. We also have size and power which is something that a lot of teams, they have one or the other, or they'll have one player who's good at one thing and another player who's okay at the other thing. But actually, you look at the team, 
And the way they perform when they've got the ball in hand, that's what's really entertaining. You look at some of the runs Javante Williams was making last year. I think there was no one else in the league who had more broken tackles than him mm. in the whole season who had more than a certain number of attempts, which is absolutely ridiculous considering it was his rookie season and he was splitting time 50-50 with Melvin Gordon, who scored a handful of touchdowns as well, who were you know, pretty good touchdowns at that as well. So I think this year the dynamic will change a little bit between Javante and Melvin. I think Javante will take a bit more of a leading role. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him develop into almost like an Alvin Kamara kind of figure or, a, you know, like a, an Aaron Jones kind of figure, someone who really does lead the offense. Um, but yeah, I think the offense as a whole, I think this under an offensive coach as well, I think this could be really, it could be really scary. And I'm, I don't blame the rest of the AFC West for stacking up on defense as well. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping John Williams has a big year. It was the FFCC uh, charity best ball tournament that I went to yesterday. It was a meeting of a lot of like-minded fantasy football players. We did the draft there, a large portion of the draft, and I've taken Javante Williams. What round did I get Javante Williams? It is, it is favoured more towards the quarterbacks, this one, but I took him in the fourth round. I thought that was a pretty... Decent place to get him because I, I think I think yeah he's he's, he's going to be fantastic I believe. Um, let's look at the free agency as well I suppose because obviously your big free agent signing or person you got in was Nathaniel Hackett really I I think yeah. but let's talk about maybe some of the players to begin with. We've got players like Randy Gregory just came out of nowhere suddenly signed for for Denver. Kerwin Williams from from the 49ers. Billy Turner who's really underrated defensive tackle from the Packers and a lot more of the players as well. Were you happy with the players that have been brought in and you feel like there's a bit of a plan in place there? Yeah, I think it does show that there is a plan in place, and it showed that we, 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 again, it comes down to George Payton. I think it comes down to Nathaniel Hackett. It was so important that Hackett came in early, and we mm -hmm. got him in the in the building, you know, right at the start of the season, because then he could work out exactly where we needed to go, who we needed to have, and we, you know, we knew where we were gonna, you know, strengthen and where where we needed to strengthen. And mm -hmm. I think the players we brought in, like you say, Randy Gregory was a complete steal. I had no idea that was going to happen. And for me, if he stays healthy, he could be one of the best, you know, pass rushers in the league. Pair him up with Bradley Chubb, who, again, is another player who's underrated because he spends his time mostly in the injury tent. Um, I, I think it's another area that the Broncos could be really strong. You know, yes, okay, we lost Von Miller, which is is a shame. Um, but actually, for the money that he was asking, I, I don't think that really suits the team where it is right now. Having a player like Bradley Chubb, who's you know coming towards the end of his rookie contract, I think he this is going to be a big year for him. If he can turn it around, then that'd be big. But if not, then worst case scenario, we brought in Randy Gregory on a once-year contract. We've got Nick Benito in the draft as well. Uh, so there's a lot of players who they've kind of come in. There, there, there's been clearly a plan. There's a strategy. It's not just we're going to win this year. The plan is we're going to win this year and next year and all of the other years that Nathaniel Hackett mm -hmm. is going to be our head coach, which is a very exciting prospect from a team who hasn't had a winning season since we won the Super Bowl six mm. years ago. God, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel that long ago, but it also feels like Bradley Chubb's been in the league for ages. Like, yeah. It's just weird that he's not even played out his rookie contract. But then like, it, like he's it's, been around for ages. It's mad to think as well, we drafted him over Josh Allen. You yeah, know, and that wow. shows you how long that shows you how long these guys mm. have been in the league, and it shows you how quickly the league actually goes. You know, Jerry Judy's going to be coming into his third year as well, which is crazy. Mm. Um, so I, I think you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of opinions on Josh Allen, but I think actually Chubb was probably one of our best picks, picks that we've had for years. The problem is he's just had too many injuries, which 
you know, can count against a lot of players, but I think personally he he's dealt with it as well as he could. Whenever he's played, he's come back and he has played well. Um, mm. Just he's not played enough. Yeah, definitely want to see him more on the field for the Denver Broncos. And then obviously second, the, the Nathaniel Hackett signing, bringing him in as the head coach. Was he your first choice? Was anyone else that you thought might be better suited to there? Or were you really quite happy when, when he got all uh, signed into Denver? I think there were there were a good few options, but I think Hackett was number one. I think mm-hmm. a, a young, exciting, offensive-minded coach. And of course, we all thought it, that, that was the same time we thought we were going to get Aaron Rodgers. And we thought, oh yeah, Hackett and Rodgers, we're going to win the league. Fine. Um, <laughs> but actually, it turns out, you know, Hackett and Wilson. Okay, we're going to win the league. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but no, I think he's got so many fresh young, he's got fresh ideas. Um, mm. He's bringing over the right people. He's bringing in the right coaches into the right positions as well. I think we've got some really good talent across the whole board. Um, I just like the way he, I, I like his manner as well. You know, we've gone from having, you know, Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio as our head coaches, two guys who, one guy who didn't really know what he was doing and having the time of his life. The other mm. one was a bit of, an old school guy who was run, run, pass, oh, mm-hmm. fourth down, let's kick it away. So having a guy who's going to be a bit more dynamic, a bit more exciting, you know, look at what, what Sean McVay's done with the Rams mm-hmm. and, you know, that that whole, that there's it's become a passing league and you need to be able to move with the times. I think Hackett's the perfect person for that. And you've got to got one of the best passes that there are around to go and to, you know execute Nathaniel Hackett's plan. Uh, when you look at the division as well, uh, with the Chiefs, the Raiders, and uh, the Chargers, lots of movement within there as well. I mean, this division is looking very different from last year. Is it? Is it a tougher division? Mm, I would, I would definitely say so. I mean, Tyreek Hill has now left the division. Obviously, leaving the Chiefs to go into Dolphins, but the Chargers bringing J.C. Jackson arguably the best cornerback in the league. They bring Khalil Mack, at one time was the best edge rusher in the league. It hasn't really worked out in the last few years that the Bears are in, but he's still got a ton of playing time in front of him. And then when you look at the Raiders bringing in Devontae Adams, I mean, one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the league as well, up there in age. But it, it, this division has changed very quickly in a very short space of time this offseason. How do you feel about the AFC West today and uh, and how it may shape up? Well, it's like someone's flicked on, like, they've just turned it up to all Madden. On, yeah. on Madden 23, you know, it's just like we're just going to put up the difficulty just that little bit. I remember it was like of, it was like every day the FC West just did something yeah. new. Every I remember there was there. there was one week where I was just like, God, the Chargers have signed this person and the Raiders have signed this person. When's it going to stop? And it, eventually, it did. Fortunately, um, and fortunately as well, I'm actually very happy to see Tyree kill out of division. Um, although. I still think the Chiefs are the Chiefs and they've still got the Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes factor and I think they've drafted very well. I think Sky Moore is going to be a real talent. He's going to be one to watch this year. Uh, Michael Hardman, Hardman will have a, a role to play as well, as will Juju. We always forget about Juju. He signed for the Chiefs. Like, what? Uh, he's that's, very that's forgettable, a, man. I mean, he is very forgettable. forgettable. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm speaking, preaching to the choir here, but he's still he's still decent. Mm, you know, if he, he stops dancing and actually starts playing football, <laughs> he's a very good player. Um, but no, I think this is going to... I think genuinely, this might be the first year we ever see all four teams from a single division make the playoffs because wow. any of those teams could quite easily lose all six of their division games and still finish with an 11-6 and re- six record. Because, the, the, you know, you look at the quarterbacks in that division. This is probably the most stacked quarterback division we've ever yeah. seen in the NFL. Derek Carr is probably one of the more underrated guys in the league. Justin yeah, Herbert is sure. up and coming, though I'm still a little bit critical of his ability to do it in the clutch. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. You know, can can you imagine 
being a player, getting drafted into that and thinking, right, okay, so you're a cornerback. This year you get to cover any of Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler, also Devontae Adams, also Travis Kelsey, also Keenan Allen. You know, there are mm. some seriously, seriously talented players in this division. And that's, you know, I, I kind of feel sorry for the rest of the AFC because the AFC is going through such a strong period at the moment. Mm. And we could literally see only three teams from outside of the AFC West <laughs> get into the playoffs, which is ridiculous. Absolutely mm. ridiculous. Um, but no, I, I think that the, the whole division is in such a, a strong place. It's good to see because I would rather be in that position than say where the Patriots were when Brady was playing there. There were only, you know, realistically, there was only the Patriots going to win and that was it. And you see that in the NFC South with Buccaneers and you see that in other divisions, you know, I think it's better to have a competitive division because it means that there is always something to play. You know, you're never going to go somewhere and just think, well, we're going to win this 30, 30 nil or whatever. Mm. I think there is an added air of jeopardy and it makes for the fans. I mean, yes, it would be nice to see the Raiders go four and 13 or whatever it is. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think, I, I genuinely think this is such a tight division and it's such an important division as well. Because it's the first time, it's almost like an experiment, isn't it? Where they've just kind of thrown everything together and they're just going to see what happens. And it's really exciting. So, well, and I think I, it's an important thing. It'll be fireworks. It'll be fireworks. It, there will, yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, but no, I, I think it's such a good division and it's scary being a Broncos fan thinking, okay, mm. we've got such a great team, but every other team in our, our division is great, which means we could finish fourth and still be in the playoffs. But, you know, it's really exciting, really exciting prospect. Of course, the excitement. We, we are edging ever closer to the start of the season. It just feels like ah. it's just a small step away and we'll be back into NFL mode and watching all the games we can. But of course, we've got games coming over here this year. Three games, two at Tottenham, one at Wembley. The Saints and the Vikings first up at Tottenham. We've got the... Uh, it's going to go completely out of my mind now. The Packers against the Giants at, at Tottenham. And then we've got the Broncos and the Jaguars at Wembley. Uh, are you going to all the games? Obviously, with with your work, I can imagine you, you've been you'll get tickets for it and everything like that. But obviously, Denver going to Wembley. Uh, when we we've been, uh, this this sounds unfair, and we've we've chose our words quite carefully when we've talked about this in the past. It, of recent, it's just not felt that exciting. I don't think the games over here. It's not. There's not been that many games. I feel that the NFL have missed really having in America. They've sort of given us some of these games, I think, because it's, well, we can give him that because it will keep them happy. Whereas this year, it feels like there has been that step up in the franchise of coming over. Obviously, the Packers' first time coming over here. We get to see Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, we don't get to see Devontae Adams. That would have been great as well. Russ with the Denver Broncos. The Saints going through that period of change. However, their defense is still fantastic. The Vikings have got such explosive wide receivers and an offensive unit. Um, and the Jags, well, you can say what you want about Jags. They may be poor, but Trevor Lawrence, you know, he could be taking the next step up this year. They've made some moves this offseason, but have been very interesting. Um, so, so how are you feeling about the games coming into this year? And, you know, how excited are you to see Denver in the flesh out on the field? Yeah, I mean, talk about the other games to start off with. I think they're probably of the higher caliber. I think the mm -hmm. NFL has made a bit of a concerted effort over this year because they've also had to cater for Munich. Um mm -hmm. And they've also had to cater for Mexico as well, of course. Um, so I think they're sort of saying, right, okay, well, if we give Munich a good game, then we kind of have to give London a couple of good games as well. Because last few years, I think you're right, it has kind of been almost just, you know, throw the Jags and the Dolphins over there, which to be fair, I went to the Jags-Dolphins game last year and it was brilliant. Um, mm. We sat right behind the post as that last, you know, game-winning kick went over the over the post and it was incredible. Um, 
But ultimately, I, I think the last few years has been a bit disappointing. Uh, I wouldn't say it's been bad. I think it's just been like, okay, there's NFL games. It's like going to watch a Premier League game between, I don't know, Crystal Palace and Southampton. You know, it, you're not going to... They're good teams, and fundamentally, it's a good place to be, and it's a good thing to do, but actually, you'd rather go and watch... Tottenham Arsenal, or you go and watch mm. Man City Liverpool. Um, this year, I think we've been given a high, higher level of talent. You know, seeing Aaron Rodgers in London is going to be incredible. Um, I think the Giants are coming back as well, which you know the Giants always have a good. I, I did. Day. I did. As soon as, soon as you started talking, I was like, oh, I yeah. didn't say anything about the Giants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they had came on Thibodeau. That's going to be amazing seeing him in the flesh and what he can do for the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really interested to see. I think I have him. I'm, I'm not sure if I have him tips as my my rookie of the year, but he is certainly he is certainly up there. Um, but no, I mean looking ahead to the Broncos game, I think that's going to be such a such an experience. I think there is, I think there are more Broncos fans in the UK and in London than we give credit for, and I think there is going to be a fair few bright orange jerseys in Wembley. I know that I will definitely have a bright orange jersey on. My brother who's coming with me will also have a bright orange jersey on. Um, and we're sitting in the uh, Broncos Europe designated section that we, you know, booked through a friend of mine from the Irish NFL podcast. He's a great guy. Um, but yeah, so he, you know, set this up and this game is going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting because you've kind of got the Broncos who we don't really know. We, we can't say how good the Broncos are going to be. We think, you know, Sod's Law says that they will be quite good. Mm. Um, but at the same time, the Jags might turn it around. I mean, I still can't quite get my head around the Chase Edmonds deal, but, mm -hmm. you know, each to their own. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, the Jags, the, Trevor Lawrence had flashes last year where he was showing that he was decent. Um you know, Peyton Manning took a year to get good. You know, Tom Brady wasn't incredible to start off with. I mean, I know he did fairly well quite quickly, but everyone takes time to build into the league. I think some people just take slightly longer than others. Um, I would say that I think Trevor Lawrence this year, I don't think it's going to be a breakout year. I think that comes next year, but this year I think he'll be he'll be good enough and he'll make it a game. And I don't think the Jags are going to be a four-win team. I think they'll be five, six, seven, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But Ultimately, I think actually it is a good-looking game. It's entertaining, but hopefully one that the Broncos can win. <laughs> well, I think it's like Doug Peterson just joining there. Got Lawrence, got Trayvon Walker. I mean, they're they're looking like they've got a bit of a plan. So we'll see what happens uh, with that as well. Um, I, I remember we chatted in the uh, in the crowd in the queue when we were, you know see Russell Wilson's. But you are into fantasy football, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, and how's how's your records been? Have you been doing okay? How many leagues are you in? Because I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a purist. I'm only in two leagues. I met a lot of people yesterday who were like fifty leagues. So like that is the yeah. biggest headache of my life. I could not even think about doing that. Um, is it a big group of friends, small group of friends? Like what what's what's your fantasy sick? So mine kind of it's across a few different things. I, I'm in uh, eight leagues in total. Okay, uh, which is enough. That, that, mm. that's enough um two of them are two of them are dynasty the rest of them are all redraft so the redraft ones i think are actually quite straightforward it's just once a year you you go on every week you set up your lineup and if you need to improve a player you offer trades you do what you need to do the dynasty is where it gets really important because people take dynasty so seriously and mm. i'm one of those people who does take it seriously <laughs> um I'm, I'm in a league with a group of friends uh, from back home and we we always have a joke that we that we want to be like a proper league so mm. we're all um we're all named after where we live 
and then have a nickname. For example, I'm the London Werewolves in that league. Mm-hmm. And then we've got other teams from Leeds and Manchester and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the flip side of that, I mean, they're a group of guys that I've known forever, who mm-hmm. I've known absolutely forever. Um, on the flip side of that, my other dynasty league is with a group of guys who I've never met before, apart from one of them briefly. Um, a group of guys who just posted on a Facebook page saying, we need an extra one person to fill in this league. Does anyone want it? I said, sure. We drafted. And actually, I'm in a group chat with them. We have a good laugh every day. We talk about this weekend. We've been talking about the golf, for example. Mm -hmm. We talk about the football. We talk about all sorts. Um, There's a revolving joke going around that the uh, Deshaun Watson rule is going to be only coming (laughs) on a Friday. Um, So whenever anyone asks about Deshaun Watson, whatever happens, it's just like, well, we know something's happening on a Friday. Certainly not, maybe not this Friday, but the Friday after. But, but, you know, we we just have a laugh and it's nice because it's sociable and it's fun and we enjoy it. Um, One guy in there absolutely despises Sleeper, despite the fact that we play on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always a good laugh to poke fun at, but but no, it's a nice it's a nice atmosphere. There's no there's a real competitive edge, and we play for money. You know, we put some cash in at the start of the season, but actually, as it turns out, we just you don't really notice it. You just kind of enjoy the game. Um, I remember that was the that that league with the uh, the one with my friends pre. The, so the first of the two, I had a real stroke of luck because we drafted a couple of years ago, and. I'd a, I'd a shocking start because I drafted Andrew Luck in the fourth round. Later oh. that later that summer, he retired. Yeah. Um, and uh, fortunately, I drafted my backup as Russell Wilson in about the eighth round. That's and then, in, and then in the eleventh round, just as a further backup, I drafted Lamar Jackson in the year that he became the MVP. Ooh. So in actual fact, it worked out really well. Yeah, we're right. I didn't even need Andrew Luck. Forget him. Don't even yeah, exactly. Him. <laughs> I know. It, it, ironically, very lucky. Um, but no, my other league, um, we play uh, Superflex, and my quarterback nice. situation is it's not ideal. I think I've got Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett, and Derek Carr, which is okay. It's not great yeah. for fantasy scoring, but hopefully with the addition of uh, Devontae Adams this year, Derek Carr can score me a few more points, but we'll see. No, I'm 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 happy with my fancy situation. It's all 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 for good fun, and you know we play for a bit of money from time to time. But overall, I'm, it, it's just a it's just a nice hobby, something to keep on to keep something to keep me going during the NFL season. Well, it keeps us all going. It is a lot of fun, and the more you play fantasy, the more your knowledge broadens of the sport as well. If anyone is interested in fantasy football, if you haven't got you know enough friends who want to be in league or anything like that, always look on Facebook. The Five Yard Rush guys and the FFCC guys who I met yesterday, all of them have people and places where you can join leagues and be part of leagues and be part of a really good community and just like tom said you don't have to know these guys you don't even have to ever meet them you know you, we can all talk it's so it's, we're in the 21st century how much are we on our phone and all the social media we can get in contact with people so easily so i do really encourage people for the 2022 draft to get into fantasy football because it is just so much fun um tom thank you very much for coming on mate i really do appreciate it um hopefully we'll see each other at london games hopefully i can bump into you man yeah, fingers crossed. I'm uh, looking forward to it. If not, we'll go for a beer before that, I'm sure. So. Yeah, we, we we don't live too far away from each other, do we? So, uh, it's not too yeah, bad. Exactly. So thank you very much for coming, Tom. There'll be more um, Friends of the F-Tag uh, videos and audio coming out to you very soon. Please like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Follow us on uh, Apple, on Spotify, all the social media platforms. We really love doing this. We creep ever closer to the start of the season and maybe to the end of this bloody heat wave. It is baking hot. So keep yourselves hydrated. And we'll see you all very soon.